My name is Sean, and you're listening to Empyrean. Join us on Sunday nights as we air listener stories. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Empyrean. My name is Sean. To give you the rundown of what we do here every week, I share a conspiracy, a weird story, something I find on the web, or something that's given to me by you guys. Um... I get stories on Instagram or Facebook, and you can reach out uh, to us at Empyrean. That's E-M-P-R-Y-E-A-N. And then on Instagram, it's uh, a little different than Facebook. Instead of being spelled um, the way I spell it, it's spelled 3-M-P-R-Y-E-A-N. You can also hear the phone number throughout the episode. Feel free to leave us a message. You can leave us a voicemail anonymously. You don't have to share your name. Um, That's the business. So we'll get right to it. Today's episode, I'm going to go into a little bit of the Black Cube of Saturn. Um, Nick Hinton, I give a, a lot of credit to because he got me kind of going down this rabbit hole. I was looking at his um, uh, Twitter feed because he's got a lot of information and you know, he breaks it down that the cube is part of, you know, Jewish and Muslim and uh, Masonic traditions and it can be seen in places in the UN um, meditation room, Mecca, 9 11 memorial, art installations. They have them. Um, all over the world, too. I mean, you can see it in Australia. Um, like I said, New York City has one as well. Uh, Denmark has one. Um, it's it's kind of weird how much you do see the symbology of this black cube played out. And then, uh, I guess, Saturn that plays into this black cube of Saturn um, cult, if that's what they call themselves. I'm not sure what we call that type of group, but on Saturn at the North Pole is a giant hexagon. Uh, Science has never been able to truly determine what that hexagon is. It doesn't move. It sits in one place. It's stationary. It is a bizarre thing to behold. You can find uh, many um, different articles written about this, even NASA talking about it. It's not a conspiracy. It's nothing made up. Now, the black cube of Saturn, that's a different... um, a different animal. I don't know whether I believe in that. I love entertaining different ideas because it is the spice of life that I think, you know, makes things worth, uh, just worth living. You know, I love hearing all about all these different conspiracies. Now, the, the god of Saturn is Kronos. And that ties into this because if I'm mistaken, I believe the idea is that in this conspiracy, the black cube of Saturn group, um, they believe in uh, sacrifice, which Kronos, the god of Saturn, did. He sacrificed his children. He was told that his children would be essentially his downfall, and in doing so, he devoured all of his children. Now, I think that Zeus was the one to eventually banish him to Hades, one of his own children, and Kronos was one of the old titans. And I could be wrong, my mythology and theology, its it's been a long time since I've taken those uh, classes or looked into that stuff. So I'm just loosely going on what I know and what I've heard. Um, And people believe that these individuals involved with this group are also playing out that symbolic but um, that symbolic sacrifice or that sacrifice of children here on Earth. And I, I guess that the conspiracy community that's bought into this believes that it's a larger 
part of the pedophilia ring that we've heard about, you know, the Jeffrey Epstein, the Ghislaine Maxwell, all that stuff, from my understanding, is what some of these people believe ties into this, which is interesting because it would fit within that very bizarre, um, dark wheelhouse of that conspiracy that there's this giant ring of people in politics that are molesting children and sacrificing them. Um, I just heard about Frazzle Drip, and I won't get into that today. That's a whole nother conspiracy, but it has to do with children. A lot of weird conspiracy stuff involving kids um, and abuse, but that's not what I'm focusing as much on today. It is very dark, and you can go down that rabbit hole, but maybe, i uh, sorry, mainly I'm focused on the symbology of the black cube. You see it in modern media and the Justice League movies, the Avengers, it's used in Raised by Wolves, great series on HBO. I don't um, hate that series at all. You know, I know people say that they're bringing in this new world order through this black cube of Saturn symbology and this ideology. The series itself is, is amazing. They do use the black cube symbology and um, there is some archetypes that you see playing out in the series that are, you know, similar to what you see in modern society. It is weird, though, when you watch the Avengers and they have the Tesseract, you watch the Justice League, they have the cubes. Um, there's a lot of symbology where you see this black cube, and then, like I said, they're all over the world. Australia, Denmark, New York City. You see that black cube repeating, um, and they almost believe in, I guess, a, a type of rapture where they can bring in a new age uh, of this black cube of Saturn. And I could be wrong in that. I've, I've been going deep on this. And a lot of his information is, is secondhand. I've read most of it from Nick Hittens, who's on Twitter. And I would definitely recommend checking him out. Nick Hitton has a ton of information on it. And he talks about how it's a central plot. Um, and, and escape Room, Transformers, The Avengers, all those movies. And it's really depicted as a hyperdimensional object. Or even a prison in which um, can bend power, or the power has the ability to bend space and time. Um, where have we heard this before? It seems similar to other, you know, conspiracies too. These objects acting almost like a stargate. Um, it's a part of Jewish and Muslim and Masonic traditions. You know, maybe that's a part of that Masonic tradition is that they bring you in and they introduce you to the real faith, which is the black cube of Saturn, and I don't know, I have friends that have been Masons, they've been wonderful people, maybe it's only the highest levels, maybe I'm completely wrong, maybe the conspiracy that the Masons are the good guys is really what's going on. I see a lot of these different conspiracy bubbles out there, and I don't really get on anybody's team, I just kind of dip my toe into each one, and I like to see, uh, you know, what they're talking about, what they what they think, because it's all interesting, and I... I I like Nick Hinton, what he's got to say. It's really cool. You should check him out on Twitter. Um, and then I also did a little bit of research online. I also heard a podcast. Uh, it's called The Higher Side Chat. Greg Carlwood. At Carlwood. Uh, he's one of the reasons I started doing this. I love that guy. He has great presentation, a great voice. He does an amazing job. Um, I would check that out. Um, but this seems like it could be an ancient conspiracy and religion. I'm going to play a brief video, a little bit about the... Uh, black cube of saturn and you guys can you know figure out what you you know your own take is on that or if you got any information that you'd like to submit go ahead if you think it's a part of this 
new reset, this new world order, you know. Um, uh, yeah, you know, reach out to us and tell us what you think. If you got a story, as always, you know how to get a hold of me. You'll hear the number throughout the episode. I'm going to let you guys go because I'm rambling on way too much coffee. I hope you guys are doing good. Uh, I know we're at the end of the pandemic, but I am hearing some rumblings of a new version of this, you know, virus coming. So hopefully we're through this. And if you're going through a tough time, you know, I'm with you, man. I'm sending positivity and love your way. So um, take care. And thank you guys for listening. Keep it weird as always. And peace. son who I think was maybe three or two going on three uh, we were sleeping on the couch together which was pretty common we did that a lot and um, I think it was maybe I, I don't know I'm not exactly sure I want to say it was 3 a.m. Um, in the morning there's a possibility that I'm wrong with want to maybe believe that because I've heard other stories where weird things happen around the same time um, but I I woke up and I remember wanting to just get something to drink so as I um, kind of got up I'm, I'm groggy you know I'm barely awake and I walked to the kitchen and as I walked to the kitchen I go to the fridge and I'm getting uh, I think a drink of water I may have uh, it doesn't matter. I I got my drink and I'm really foggy. Um, I'm barely awake and I'm just I just feel really thirsty at the time. Um, it's around the time I almost finished my drink that uh, the hair on the back of my neck started to kind of just stand up like a buildup of like static electricity, um, but. It, it did, I do remember getting a really, I don't know, a weird feeling, like someone was behind me or something watching me, but you know, I knew it was just me, so I just, I didn't really think too much about it, and uh, I started to walk back to the living room where I was laying with my son, because I was gonna lay back down and just go back to sleep. As I walked back to the living room, um, I noticed um, the feeling first, was kind of getting more intense and it just it really um, it was like kind of giving me like cold chills almost and um, at this point in my life I'm also an atheist and I don't really believe in anything but science and I definitely don't believe in ghosts and I don't believe in spirits uh, not really in UFOs or any of that, that I just I think they're cool stories at that point in my life but I definitely do not believe in them I think that everything can be proven empirically with science and um, so I think that's why it was hard for me to understand what was going on at first and I still don't understand what happened but 
as soon as that feeling kind of reached a real uh, climax, I guess, I just, I did notice there was a light um, maybe five inches from the ceiling um, where, above my son. Um, there wasn't any light coming in from the window. There wasn't a light on anywhere in the house. I was kind of frantic looking for where the source of the light could come from. And the only way I could really describe it was it was like a dimly lit candle that definitely the center of it was its brightest point. And the feeling seemed to be really strong that um, I was being watched, I guess. The more I think about it, this the more how I, I kind of I feel what was actually happening. Um, and it seemed very, I, I don't want to, I don't know, it, it seemed very surreal because I was frantic mentally trying to figure out what this could be. Also, I was worried about my son at the time, um, but I was kind of frozen as to what to do because I had to believe that light wasn't its own source. So there's no way it could have hurt my son, you know, it, it had to be something that could be, you know, um, it had to be something. And I couldn't figure out what it was and that's when I went and <clears throat> I got right beneath it actually where my son was and I got my son and I'm looking up at it now and I can see that it's exactly the same from the bottom now than it was from the top where the light goes. It was the same, um, I, don't, I don't know, it was a sphere of this light and I kept on looking at the window to see if maybe there was a street light coming in, if there was a car with the headlights on outside. Um, kept on maneuvering the window, uh, the blinds, to see if maybe I could uh, get the light to, to move. Maybe it was coming from outside and it didn't. So then I remember getting really uh, scared at that point. Uh, I remember being really worried. But at the same time, I didn't feel like it was going to do anything negative. Um, I did lie awake for probably another hour, and I don't remember after that what happened. So that's the end of my story. Um, I know that I put it up on Instagram for you to vote on, and there was one other story that was a single vote away. So I think the next episode, I'll read that story if you guys want. It depends on how people respond to this. I know it came out late again. It's Tuesday, here we are. But uh, I hope you enjoy. Um, I, don't, I don't anticipate uh, a crazy reaction to the story, but I will say that you know I don't also rule out the idea that I could have been sleepwalking, dreaming. Um, it could have been anything, but it is real to me. So I guess that, that is what it is. And I will see you guys next week. I appreciate you listening. As always, keep it weird. For you. I was laid up in an apartment on the couch and I have a space heater on one side of my house by the window it's on the other side of my house and on the opposite side is my door
Um, I keep my uh, outside door locked now and my inside door locked too sometimes. But the outside door was unlocked. So I um, woke up all of a sudden and I know my front door was locked. I know it was locked. I woke up all of a sudden and um, I felt my body was just like stuck. And I just like had to like move. And it was almost like I needed to oil myself. Like, cause I was just clammed the fuck up. Just could not move at all. I look at my door and it's being held open by my space heater completely. I could see into my hallway and I had no idea who the fuck did that? To this day, I don't know. I, I called all my friends to ask them if they fucked with me. I even asked my enemies. Like, I have no explanation for that. Let me add that um, I looked at my hand and on my middle finger, there was like this mosquito bite type thing. And like over time it kind of just ate away at my skin and like turned into a scab it like went into my like skin and it grew into a whole fucking like sore and i still have the scar on my finger like i still have it i took pictures of it when it happened it's like i woke up with this so yeah true story to share with everybody was i saw a clip of uh it was abc it doesn't matter but uh, a girl that had ingested over a hundred boba balls and had to go have them surgically remo removed it was pretty wild i'm gonna see if i can find that now and i will play that clip right now 14 year old girl in the hospital a ct scan found more than 100 balls in her right. stomach 100 balls didn't digest it just sat there that's really weird no. those both the commentary at the end pretty pleasant too so that's it's something to think about pretty wild stuff but i wanted to share that with you guys um also another thing that i saw shared by the uh joe rogan yeah that guy you know pretty familiar with him it uh had to do with the uh, precipitous decline of emotional intelligence new research uh 
documents the decline in emotional intelligence over two decades of people now. Emotional intelligence consists of four factors, well-being, self-control, emotionally, and sociability. Across of temporal meta-analysis included 70 studies and nearly 1,700 participants. It's a pretty large test group and accesses the uh, te- sorry access to technology was associated with the decreased well-being and self-control. Yeah, that's some pretty crazy stuff and kind of worrisome too when I hear stuff like that. That is uh, pretty wild. But uh, I'm also I got think I got another clip I want to play for you guys. Find it somewhere here. Um. Okay. Let me. All right. I'm struggling here, guys. That it. That it. Nope. Oh, here it is. Here we go, guys. You know, I was watching an episode of uh, You where measles came up. Wait, wait, wait. When did I mention measles? I don't know. It was on You. What? 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 What was on me? What are you talking about? Right? What, the, is Raymond even hearing what I'm saying? I never had the measles. Was on You. We never did a. <laughs> We never did a measles and vaccine episode. Am I, is this a joke? I know. I know it, what you're about. it was on you. It was on you. I've never had Raymond. I've never had measles. What are you talking about? This is stupid. It was an episode of a show, Laura. What's it called? You. What is you. It's called you. I've never done a show on measles. I. I just completely give up. We gotta get it. It's out of a this. show. I, I give up. Called you on Netflix. There's a show called Loring on Netflix. What are you talking Never mind. about? I'm moving on to Adele. I can't explain this to you. The pop about? singer had an open. You know, I was. Right. What else I got here? I thought I had one more for you guys, and then I'm gonna get out of here. Let you go. Sorry, it's been a light week, but Daddy's been working. Let's see where was it? Oh, yeah, another one was ancient uh, footprints pushed back. Date of human arrival in the Americas. Human footprints found in New Mexico are about 23,000 years old. A study reported suggested that people may have arrived long before the ice ages uh, glacier had melted. Um, that, that was a pretty cool article. I think they were trying to say that um, the people came from Polynesia. So that's... Uh... All right. Well, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to let you guys go. I'm getting blown up. And um, I will see you guys on the flip side. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for uh, sticking with us through the break. Another cool thing that I wanted to share with you was a article that I read. Um, I can't quite remember where I read it, but I do have some of the notes here that I took from this, and it's pretty interesting. So they find this 20,000-year-old footprint in um, New South Wales, Australia, and I know that part was credited by National Geographic, so we know that that's legit. Um, But the thing is, is that this could be one of the fastest men in history that they found this footprint to. Um, basically, uh, it was left by an aboriginal hunter who crossed the muddy wetlands, uh, wetlands there in New South Wales some 20,000 years ago, and, um, 
it had dried out in the Mongo National Park that they studied since 2003. Uh, it was spotted between the dunes out there, and as a young Aboriginal uh, girl's footsteps and this man's, and scientists have found 700 fossil footprints, 400 of them grouped by sets of 23 tracks. Um, the quality of the archaeological finds took scientists by surprise. The footprints in stride lengths show how the child walked, paused, turned, and ran away from the group they were with before walking briskly back towards them. Perhaps the child was called back as an older adult or sibling um, called them back to the group. So seldom in an open site of archaeological finds like that do we see such a personal and familiar signature explained by adults and families that, you know, that go on today. So it's kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of almost nice to just know that that family structure has always been there. And it turns out the tracks belong to several groups who crossed those wetlands, including a one-legged man. Only modern Aboriginal trackers were able to solve this mystery of the sets of only a right foot, foot uh, sorry, only a right footprint. Um, by comparing them to tracks of living ones of one, uh, one-legged men in tribes. And as a small child, a family of five and a group of five hunters were in that. Uh, one man from the last group may still hold the world record for the fastest runner 20,000 years after he uh, left those footprints. Uh, Steve Webb, a biological archaeologist with the Bond University in Queensland, explained to National Geographic that the uh, calculations that that hunter was running at 37 kilometers an hour, or as fast as an Olympic sprinter, and that is in, uh, I believe, knee deep, or sorry, ankle deep uh, muck and mud, and this guy was running as fast as Olympic sprinters today. Today. That's nuts to think about. So that wasn't even his top speed, guys. That wasn't even being able to run full clip. He was in mud. Um, but this measurement only comes um, from one print and is misleading. A sprinter will sometimes go much faster than they would uh, to record uh, an instance. Basically, an article in August 1996, uh, Sports Illustrated mentioned that the Canadian sprinter Donovan Bailey reached the speed of 43.6 kilometers, 60 meter mark for her world record breaking race. So, was this Aboriginal man the fastest man in history? We may never know. Study the prints definitely proved that they were very physically fit. That's crazy to think about. That was just that, just a regular guy. That was an Olympian. Those are our best runners today. Wow, man, have we fallen off. <laughs> Imagine how powerful ancient human beings had to be to contest with the environment they were living in. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Do you think it's just, you know speculation do you think that with the science that they're using they can make these determinations really accurate i think they can i don't see why you couldn't um we use forensics for so many things nowadays and it almost is like a uh, a leg of that archaeology or a branch i don't know but uh you guys hit me up with what you think and um if you have any cool articles about ancient man fossils anything like that you'd like to share um reach out and touch me and uh, I'm going to go to another break. And after this break, I'll be back with one more. And uh, yeah, we're going to call it a day. I wanted to share a little bit of audio with you guys this week that I thought was particularly creepy. Now, this has to do with Skinwalker Ranch and George Knapp and the book 
that he has coming out. I'm going to play this for you guys, and I mean, this may be one of the most bizarre stories I've ever heard. Some really tough choices about the kinds of things that we could leave in and leave out, because, man, there's a couple of them. We figured if I put this story in, uh, nobody's going to believe it. And I'll tell you what one of those stories is. Uh, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, these, uh, the, the, the Native American police had told us this thing, that they had seen this coming around a bend. They're on patrol duty in the area around the ranch. They come down this dirt road one night, and they see two, two figures, humanoid-looking figures, standing up uh, uh, with their backs to the road and look like they're smoking cigarettes. They had trench coats on. Smoking cigarettes, standing out on the road. These guys figure, what are these fellas up to? So they're pulling up, and they're, they're shining their lights on the guys, and they turn around. And they were dogs. <laughs> oh, bum, bum. They were dogs smoking cigarettes. I know you're what you're thinking. Why weren't they playing <laughs> poker, too, or something like that? But um, the guys look at each other. They turn back around. The dogs, the cigarette-smoking dogs are gone. These are world-class guys who saw this stuff. They had an incident where they're, they got two guys up on, on Skinwalker Ridge who are sort of watching with infrared and, and telescopes, and then two other guys are down below. And the guys who are below see this, like a, a dirty snowball of yellow light hanging maybe a foot off the ground in the middle pasture, you know, George plastic chair pasture. Um, and it's getting bigger and bigger. And they're talking on the walkie-talkie to the guys upstairs. And they say, up at the, on the ridge. And they say, can you see this thing? Yeah, we're watching it. And this ball starts getting bigger. And then it kind of gets elongated until it looks like a tunnel. And you guys still watching this? Yeah. And the guys with the infrared said, hey, there's something inside this thing. And sure enough, this large humanoid-looking creature starts wriggling through the tunnel from one side, trying to get to the other, as if it's coming from somewhere else. And it gets to the end of the, this uh, tunnel of light. It stands up. It's like eight feet tall, uh, black, featureless. And uh, it jumps out. The tunnel collapses on itself and goes away. And this thing, this big thing, starts running up Skinwalker Ridge. The guys are up there just about had to had to change their underwear because they're they're thinking it's coming up after them and it didn't um it just went poof i mean they these guys are didn't make this stuff up i mean they had these experiences themselves Wow. 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 Wow.